Welcome to Big Tones Podcast, where we talk about anything, everything. My name is Tony Liu. I'm your host today. And I just want to say, you know, I hope you guys are doing fine on this fine Sunday. And that uh, whatever y'all did this week, that you're able to uh, achieve your task. If not, just uh, worry about it this upcoming week and just tackle it moving forward. And can you guys believe that we're at the end of January I think what Tuesday is the last day of January, I want to say. And after that, we have 11 more months until this year ends. It's crazy because it seems like yesterday I was at a New Year's party, blacking out, not knowing what's going on. Apparently, this past New Year's, you know, I drank a little two months and uh, I, I missed a ball drop. I was there physically, but mentally I wasn't there to do the countdown. But everyone told me that. I, I was involved with the 10, 9, 8, you know, all that shit. But uh, with that being said, you know, let's make sure that <clears throat> whatever we want whatever we want to do this year, that we do it to benefit ourselves and to really prioritize, you know, making ourselves happy. Uh, as you can see, the topic of today's discussion is breaking generational curse. Um, really, most of this episode will be from a standpoint and like a, you know, a viewpoint of like, a first generation person, but you know, generational curse could be with anyone in anyone's family. It doesn't have to be doesn't mean you'll be first generation. You could be in America for your whole life and your whole family's life too. Like, like it doesn't matter if you just if your family move over or not. If you've been in the U.S. and your family's all U.S. citizens, that is it can still be generational curse. With uh, what we want to discuss today, and um, I just want to. What made me decide to kind of discuss this topic was, like I said in my past few episodes, like I'm trying to, you know, promote more positive energy, just kind of be a better person to myself and to others. Because I feel like others can really feel the kind of orbit or the, the energy that you have that you carry with you wherever you go. So if I come into a room really angry and pissed, like people will notice that off the rip. But, you know, if I come in head high, smile on my face, it's really, like, it's energetic, I feel like people will be like, oh, he's really happy, like, you know, that's really good for him, so, you know, this year so far, uh, I would, I can proudly say that this month, I have been really, really happy with my progress as a human being, but also my cousins and my loved ones' progress, right, because, you know, life, you're not meant to, you know, do life by yourself, like, yes, you are born, alone technically but like you need support systems you need like the syndicate other or family or friends to just kind of help you guide you through life because i feel like i was telling my cousin with growing up we're at such a confusing time that we don't know what is right or what's wrong like the only way to figure out what is right or what's wrong is through trial and error like you have to be able to, be willing to fail to know if it worked or not because there's no handbook there's no manual on to do this, 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 this to have a perfect life, right? Because everyone has different you know, aspirations. They have different things they want to accomplish in life. What might work for me might not work for the next person, right? <clears throat> and so, you know, the past, I want to say two weeks, I've been calling a lot of my friends and family here and there, just, just catching up. Because, you know, I'm used to seeing people and get to like talk to them in a social setting, right? When it's a big family event or we're out, oh my God, excuse me, we're out in a club or something like that. But to actually 
sit down with them face to face or to talk to them on the phone one on one, right? No distract, no distractions. My bad. It's like a different type of talk and different type of energy when you bring that to the table. And you know, I love all my cousins. I love, I love everyone actually, and I don't wish nothing but the best for everyone. But you know, with that being said, going back to what I said earlier, that life is meant to not be t- like taken on alone, right? Like you need support systems. And I feel like at my age and a lot of people's age that listen to this, you know, we try to figure our shit out. But, you know, coming from the first generation background and from my perspective, right? I feel like I was born into the world with so much expectations, right? Because obviously, you know, my family or my parents, especially, you know, my uh, my mom and dad, they migrated from Vietnam to America to have a better life for themselves, but also have a better life for me. Like, you know, they wouldn't stay there. They didn't want to be happier. You know, they didn't want, they wouldn't stay there if they didn't want to make sure that I had all the tools to be successful in life, right? Because what they grew up on and what they had to go through, I couldn't imagine going through that. Not a single day in my life. <clears throat> and so growing up, especially as only child, Yes, I did have my cousins uh, living near me, maybe like 15, 20 minutes away from me, and I had some close friends near, down the road. But like at the end of the day, it was just me and my parents in my house, right? So I didn't really have a lot of – I had support system, but I didn't have anyone to teach me along the way because my parents were so busy working. And I remember growing up that I was so like not mad at them, but like I for sure was, you know, their version of love. Let's start with that. It's very different than what Americans are used to, right? I remember going over to my my American friend, black or white, doesn't matter, right? They I walk in the room, their their house, right? Their parents, you know, welcome me with open arms, say, "Hey, how you doing? Like, nice to meet you. Like, so and so has talked to so much about you. Like, I'm so excited that you're a good friend. Blah blah blah. Just help yourself to whatever, and then you know, sit down at dinner table with them and see how they interact as a family, right? As a unit. That like you no, know, they ask each other about, hey, how's your day been? Oh, work was fine or school was fine, and then you know, hearing them say I love you to each other, like that's just all like a culture shock to me, right? Because what I grew on was my parents' version of love, right? Because like, like I said, that's how they knew to teach me was, hey, I'm gonna work hard for you, I'm gonna uh, provide you whatever you need, whatever you like, whatever you need, just let me know. I'm gonna give you a roof over your head, I'm gonna give you food. Boom, that's love, right? But it was never like a verbal communication type thing where I was never told like, hey, like I'm so proud of you. I'm so, I, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I just had to kind of raw dog growing up, if that makes sense. Like it's kind of, as stupid as it sounds, I just had to like, I never had that kind of love where it was like, it wasn't a reassuring love. Let's say that like my parents, they, I know for a fact they love me, right? They wouldn't do the things they would, they did for me and they didn't love me. That's just it's a fact. And I'm incredibly blessed to have them in my life because without them, I wouldn't be the person I am today, as cliche as it is. Because, you know, they taught me, hey, work hard, shut up, and you'll do fine in life, right? You know, if you start too much drama, you, you keep your mouth open, then that's going to be bad for you. But with that being said, I think, you know, the typical, like, kind of things that we got here by as a first generation, especially for Asian Americans, is, you know, hey, like, Go to school, do good, get good grades, be a doctor, lawyer, or, um, damn, what the fuck is the other one? That's one other one. I forgot what it was. 
But like, you know, do those type of jobs and you will have a successful and happy life, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like growing up, we had so much added pressure from the get-go from when we were born, right? Oh, I have to make sure I get these grades so I can get to a good school, so I can do this and do that just to make my parents proud, right? But we often forget along the way of that journey to make our, to make sure that we're happy ourselves, right? We're too busy making others happy when we're alone. At the end of the day, we're miserable and sad, right? Because, you know, I remember, you know, in high school and actually even college, like I just moved by. Like I didn't give a fuck at all. I just did what I need to do. I finessed that shit. But, you know, near towards the end of my college career, I was I started working a full-time job. And I remember my parents were like, you know, we wanted you to work so you can get experience under your belt. But we didn't expect you to go this hard, right? Because I remember <clears throat> for like a year and a half, I want to say, I was working night shift, right? And my job, it, it wasn't hard, but people often forget, okay, if it's physically, if it's easy physically, it might be taxing your mind mentally, right? So my job I did was super easy, right? Anyone can do it. A little toddler could do it, right? But mentally, I was just drained. I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do because, you know, I wanted to work my ass off to prove my parents, like, hey, I'm so thankful for you. Here's why I'm doing this, right? But my parents were like, yo, you don't need to work this hard. Like, just, just focus on school and your, your mental health, right? But I didn't listen. I skipped on working. Then soon enough, I got promoted. And then I ended up working 50, 60 hours a week on top of doing school full time. So you can only imagine how hard that was, like, on my body, in my mind. Because, like, let's say I work from 7.30 p.m. to 6.10 uh, a.m., right? Get off work, go home, take my dogs out, feed them, feed myself, maybe squeeze in like a 30 minute if I'm looking nap, then go to class, right? Go back home, do homework, take another nap. Boom, next thing you know, I gotta go work again. Like that was, that was my life for a year and a half. And at the time, I neglected my health, I neglected my uh, just everything, responsibilities. Like I just had to put everything aside and I stressed myself out in the long run, right? But with that being said, I wouldn't know how to earn. I wouldn't know the value of a dollar if I didn't have to go through those obstacles, right? Because, like I said, I just had so much things I had to accomplish to make sure that, yo, whatever you had to go through growing up, like to my parents, right? Whatever you had to go through growing up, it was worth it because I'm a product of you and I'm so successful because of this, right? But at the end of the day, you know, my our parents... Just want us to be happy, right? They just want us to have a good job, a stable job, a good family. But I feel like a lot of times we also add on to those things that we are kind of expected to do. And that's what kind of hurts us in the long run because it's kind of self-inflicted at that point. And I'm starting to find out, like, you know, my parents, they don't say it, but after talking to them, kind of filling them out that, you know, they don't give a fuck what I do. I mean, obviously they want, like, to me, I have a good job, like I said, I have a good family, but like at the end of the day, as long as I'm happy, they're happy, right? They're not asking me to have a million dollar mansion or to do this and that, right? They're just asking me to be safe, be secure. That's it. That's what I realized for my parents. Like I said, growing up, I was never exposed to that type of love and affection, right? I was exposed to what they grew up on, which is sucks because, you know, no one should ever go through life knowing, wondering if their parents love them or not, right? They, they should just know automatically, right? And growing up, since <clears throat> I wasn't, you know, reaffirmed that, hey, I do love you by saying it, 
I didn't. I was so young and naive. I didn't see that all the hard work they had to put in, right, to make sure that we have food on the plate, a roof over our head, right. I didn't realize realize that until I got older, right. So growing up, I'd be so jealous of all my friends because they had this, they had that, right. But now, I'm just so thankful that I have two parents that you know they're low maintenance as fuck, right. You know, I they told me like as long as I my mom told me as long as I have uh, your dad like her husband. And their dog, she's perfectly fine. She doesn't need friends. She has me as a friend, she said. And that's it. And I read something to realize that, like, there's not, you don't need much in life to be happy, right? And I don't know. This is a weird part in life because going back to, like, all those expectations, like, a lot of my cousins, <clears throat> excuse me, we're, like I said, multiple times throughout the episode and maybe past one that we're in the phase of figuring out what we want to do, Right. I had a good conversation with my cousin on the phone earlier when I was doing my outside workout about, you know, just catching up. Like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. What you been up to? How's school? And we're just talking, just trying to figure out, you know, on a phone, I could I could hear that, you know, he was happier in general because back then he was just miserable. I could tell he was sad about this, sad about that, just lost in life. But now he's starting to find his purpose, what he wants to do. And I told him, I said, like, whatever you do in life, man, do a purpose. But do it 100%, 110%. Don't ever half-ass anything you do because the next person to your right or left will outshine you and get the gig or get and do whatever you want, but better, right? So just work hard. That's what I told him. I say, you know, maybe you find more purpose, you know, uh, serving like the homeless, right? Maybe that makes you happier, makes your soul happier, right? Who's going to tell you not to do that, right? Maybe you find more purpose, do nails or making music or just doing that, right? At the end of the day, as long as you're happy and you know that's what you truly want to do and you're giving it your all, then you're fine. You know, we get so caught up on the, on the dollar sign and we need to make this much by this age because of social media and because of everyone else, right? We forget the big picture if why are we doing all this when it really doesn't benefit us, right? You know, I'm putting all this work in. Yes, I have... Millions of dollars, right? But at the end of the day, I lost out on spending quality time with family or my loved ones, or I lost out on this and that, right? We just have to reevaluate what we want and what we need. That's a big thing. And, you know, <clears throat> I, me growing up, I've always been a very ambitious person, right? I always thought loud and big. Never, never wanted to do the nine to five. This is really not my thing. Like, and no one, not knocking anyone that does a nine to five. That's, you know, we need people that do nine to fives or we need janitors. We need fast food workers, right? I would never disrespect someone for doing that job. But for me personally, I just can't do that because I feel like I'm wasting my potential as a person, right? For what I'm so hungry to achieve that me, Sticking towards a salary and an hourly rate to live off of is what's going to hold me back at the end of the day. But if I'm willing to risk it and maybe, you know what, put your ego to the side, right? You know, I'm college educated. I have a house of 23, uh, 20, 24 now. Like, I have all these, like, things I can use to kind of back me up to make more money this hour, right? But there's always going to be skill sets I lack in that I have to be willing to put my ego to the side and to start back at square one. It doesn't matter how much of uh, MBA or PhD you have in this one subject. I guarantee you a lot of people can't do an oil change of a car, right? They can't fix their toilet. Like, small shit that makes a big difference, right? Because you should never knock on someone doing that. Because, like I said, 
you need people in life to do that. But for me, this is not really who I am as a person. And I remember telling my mom, and you know, if you're listening to this and you know me personally, you know, I have some pretty big goals I want to achieve within the next, I want to say, year and a half or two years. And so with that being said, like it requires me to kind of like step out of my comfort zone to really risk it and bet myself because you know I can stick to the nine to five, right? I can play it safe, but will I be happy doing that? No, I won't. So I would rather die trying doing what I love and what I like than to be miserable and to be safe, right? And like I say again, not to knock anyone doing that. By all means, if it works for you and it fits your lifestyle, keep going. Go hard as fuck, right? Get the next promotion. I believe in you, right? But for me, I just have to do all these other things on my bucket list before I die. I just have to. And like going back to like generational curse, I feel like, for example, one of the things I made a point on was like I was never shown, you know, physical love, right? I was never you know, reaffirmed like, hey, here's why I love you. I'm so proud of you, right? You know, as long as I made the grades I need to make, came back home healthy, my parents were fine. They're happy, right? But they never told me. So I never knew growing up how they felt about me until recently, right? And so, you know, one thing that I was talking to my cousin about uh, a couple of months ago was, you know, a lot of guys, especially in Asian culture, we're seen as like the head of the household, right? We have so much expectation in terms of being a man that we have to adhere by. You know, you have to be the breadwinner. You have to, you know, fix anything that goes wrong. Like you have to be that guy. Like you, you have to be him, right? And, you know, with that being said, you can't show emotions, right? Emotions to a lot of people, and especially in Asian culture, is like a sign of weakness. So like, you know, my dad... I, I, in my 24 years of being alive, I've never seen my dad cry. Not once. Not once. But he just never, he just didn't know how to show emotions, I want to say, growing up. And that goes for a lot of guys, too, especially in any ethnic, maybe minority culture, right? Like, you're not, it's kind of almost frowned upon, right? It's a sign, like I said, it's a sign of weakness. But I told my cousins that we should show a little more emotions to guys. Like, I'm not saying, like, to cry in front of me. Like, don't do that shit. But, like, you know, there's some things that you should keep to yourself. And there's some things that you should share to others. Because at the end of the day, if you're able to have an out, outlet to kind of express your frustration, right? And to kind of be vulnerable for once while being judged, I think that goes a long way in terms of how you are mentally. And, you know, I just want to really advocate on a lot of guys. Just really open up more. But like I said, don't, don't fucking cry. Don't be a pussy. Like, yeah, you know, find your close friends, find your close cousins or whatever and say, hey, look, man, I need someone to talk to can you talk on the phone or some shit? But last thing I want you to do is, you know, bottle up those anger and those frustrations, right? Because at the end of the day, you're only going to hit yourself in the long run. Why? Why this? Why that? Right? No, no. You, that should never be the, the answer, right? So that's one thing that I for sure want to kind of break. It's to, like, my future, you know, generations of family members, you know, just kind of, like, be more open-minded in terms of loving each other, right? Like, I think on Christmas uh, Eve, we do like an annual Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving party for all the cousins in the area because we have a big family, which I'm blessed for. And, um, you know, growing up, like I said, one one thing for sure, we never, even the girls, right? We never heard from my parents was, I love you. Those three words, oh my God. You want to see someone get like really tensed up and awkward? You say that to an Asian person right there. A first generation Asian person, I mind you. And they'll be like, what, what? They're like, they're like, they're like this is a malfunction. They're like, oh, I mean, 
malfunction. They're like, oh my God, what what's going on? Like, ew, I'm not used to this, right? So I know I made a point that on Christmas Eve that going to the New Year's that I want all the cousins, including myself, to start saying, I love you more, right? Like someone has to start that process. It doesn't matter who it is. So I decided like, you know what, why don't I start that process, right? So now when I talk to my cousins on the phone, it's not like every time we say it, but you know, we're starting to say it more as a group, right? As a whole, right? You know, it's all small steps with everything we do in life. We're starting to say, we'll, we'll have like a long, maybe hour conversation. And then we're like, well, okay, I'm gonna let you go. Then I love you. Okay, I love you too. I'll talk to you soon. Boom, right? That goes such a long way in terms of like someone kind of reassuring like, hey, they do love me. They do care about me, right? Instead of saying, hey, how you doing? Boom, hang up. Like, you know, that's kind of like leaving you lost. Like, what's going on? So that's one thing that I'm starting to implement more in my family. So just kind of like be more open-minded about our feelings, you know. But also with that being said, we also have to really listen to each other. Like, I think my cousins and a lot of my loved ones, people in the world in general, have a really bad problem of not shutting the fuck up and just listening to the other person, right? So for me, a lot of my cousins come to me for advice or just this and that because when they when we speak to each other, right, I actually shut up and I listen to them and I let them make their points, right? But in return, I told them, I said, look, in return, if I, if I give you my ears, you have to give me yours, right? You have to be open-minded about what I say. And then if you don't agree with what I say, calmly and respectfully say why you don't agree with it, right? So we can figure out what is the problem. Maybe I am the problem, right? You never know. I'm not, I'm not perfect by any means. But I refuse to talk to someone that is going to cuss at me and just be disrespectful. Because I'm not going to give you my time and energy if you're going to do that, right? By all means, if you're frustrated, okay, let's just calm down a little bit and kind of reassess the situation and what's going on. Then we come back and talk like normal people, right? But a lot of my cousins, I think just because we didn't really have like, our parents were always told us like, hey, like, we're always right because we're adults. You're always wrong. So when we talk back as kids, right, they're they're like, oh, hey, did you break that? You're like, no, then they always blame us, right? So I think growing up a lot, including myself, we were used to like being the victim. So when we do have a chance to be heard, we have to kind of talk really fast or just really get everything out at once. So that could mean that sometimes we interrupt people, which we don't mean intentionally, but we just do it because we have the, op- the opportunity to do it and talk, right? So one thing I'll be telling my cousins, like, you know, we need to all work on our communication skills, right? Because if you can't have a silver disagreement with someone, you are not going to get far in life. You will just be angry because... You know, the way I talk to my cousins is a very understanding point, but not everyone's going to be as understanding as me, right? And that's why I'm trying to get my cousins to realize. And I think some of them are starting to pick up on what I'm saying in terms of like, hey, like, you know, just calm down. Let's just make your points, you know, do your research. Uh, Also, I'm a big advocate on always think before you speak, because if you speak out emotions, you speak while really evaluating like, what did he say? You know, what is going on in the news, right? Instead of just saying, oh, he's a piece of shit because of this or that, right? What What are your claims? What are your, like, where's your proof, right? If you can't bring up any proofs or claims to, to like, support your argument, then you look like a fucking dumbass at the end of the day. So that's why oftentimes, me, I am not educated in a lot of fields, believe it or not. Uh, it's very believable. But, but what I can do is, if I don't know something, I will shut up and listen. 
So let's say if my friend to my right is really smart with tech and computers and iPhones, right? I know enough to get by, right? I'm not like a genius person at Apple. But if my friend to the right knows what to do, I'm not going to question him. I'm just going to say, hey, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? Right? Because there's going to be skills that I know that they don't know. But who am I to judge someone for not knowing something? That makes no sense. That's, that's stupid. That's just you being insecure about yourself. Like, that's just so stupid. So, I don't know. Like I said, I think, I think sometimes, you know, I hope whoever's listening to this podcast, if you made it this far, you know, I want to say I appreciate you. And I hope you have a good day. But with that being said, just kind of like reevaluate what kind of things you want to change moving forward in your family, right? If you grew up, you know, not hearing uh, I love you or maybe not getting a recognition that you should, maybe you should start doing that to your loved ones and surroundings. It kind of, you know, once you start rolling the ball on that subject and that idea, more people will gravitate towards it and more kind of get uh, accustomed to it and get used to it, right? Because it all starts with one person. One person has to be willing to make that move. But if you sit in silence and you continue to let it play how it is, then your future generation will only suffer the consequences of what you had to suffer too. Because that's all you knew was, hey, like, if my kids go through some shit, like, fuck, I don't know what to say because I'm not emotionally intelligent enough to have those, those, to have those discussions with him yet, right? So you have to build it while you can and just change those small things. And sometimes, you know, Certain traditions are meant to be kept. Like, for me, I was a badass kid. My parents beat my ass. Now, I'm not saying, like, to, like, child abuse them, but, you know, a little smack here and there will, you know, strain them up, right? You know, hey, that's that's stupid as fuck. Stop it. But, you know, sometimes when, I don't know, I'm just rambling. But, uh, yeah, peace.